Want an ad-free version of Daily Tech Headlines and support the show directly? Go to DailyTechHeadlines.com to find out how. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then Stripe tap to pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. I'm Rich Gravelino, and these are the tech headlines for the week that was. Cisco CEO Chuck Robbins announced in a YouTube video that the company would postpone Cisco Live, which was scheduled to start Wednesday this week. Robbins said that people across the U.S. and the world are dealing with so much pain, frustration, and anger. We want to give you space this week to do what you need to do within your own organizations and communities. Sony says it's postponing its PlayStation 5 event as well that was scheduled for Thursday, June 4th due to the ongoing protests. The company's official account tweeted, While we understand gamers worldwide are excited to see PS5 games, we do not feel that right now is a time for a celebration. And for now, we want to stand back and allow more important voices to be heard. Sony didn't give details on a new date for the PS5 event. EA also delayed its Madden NFL 21 event scheduled for Tuesday, and Google delayed its Android 11 beta announcement. Zynga announced it agreed to buy the Turkish mobile game maker Peak in a deal worth $1.8 billion. The deal will provide Zynga with the popular puzzle games Toon Blast and Toy Blast, and estimated to grow Zynga's daily active users by 60%, largely through its expanded international audience. Zynga previously bought Peak's mobile card game studio in 2017 for $100 million. The Financial Times reports that tracking app maker Tile has sent a letter to Europe's competition commissioner asking for an investigation into Apple. Tile complains that Apple made tracking default off for tracking apps, but leaves it on for Apple's own Find My App. Tile also complained that App Store placement and Apple stopped selling the Tile tags in Apple stores. Apple denies allegations of uncompetitive behavior. Tile has filed similar complaints in the U.S. The New York Times reports a lawsuit filed on behalf of publishers Hatchet, HarperCollins, John Wiley & Sons, and Penguin Random House is suing the Internet Archive over its library of free ebooks, claiming the Internet Archive should not be allowed to have 1.3 million titles up for free for anyone to download. Previously available to one borrower at a time, in March the Internet Archive lifted that restriction to serve displaced learners amidst the coronavirus pandemic. Internet Archive founder Brewster Kale has defended the Internet Archive's actions, saying it was practically acting as a digital library when public libraries were inaccessible, and that any author who wants their work taken down can get in touch with the organization. 
On Zoom's earning call, CEO Eric Yoon said true end-to-end encryption will only roll out for paid users of Zoom. Zoom previously described its service as having end-to-end encryption, though it actually provided transport encryption, which protects the calls but leaves the possibility that Zoom could see the data if they wanted to. That kind of lesser encryption will remain for free accounts. Yoon said the stronger end-to-end encryption would not be provided to free users because the company wants to work together with FBI, with local law enforcement, in case some people use Zoom for a bad purpose. Zoom advisor Alex Stamos clarified that organizations on a free business plan, like schools, will also get end-to-end encryption. 9to5Mac obtained an early build of iOS 14. It includes a translator built into Safari to let users choose to translate any web page or automatically translate when other languages are detected. Translation is also being tested with apps like the App Store for descriptions. The translations happen locally, so no internet connection would be needed. 9to5Mac also found full support for Apple Pencil input on websites. iOS 14 will be introduced at WWDC June 22nd. Google confirmed it's rolling out support for highlighting featured snippets from Search after testing the feature for years. When using Google Search that shows a snippet of content, clicking on that snippet will load the page, automatically scroll down to that snippet with the text highlighted. Google says no markup is needed by webmasters to enable the feature, and browsers that don't support the feature will simply load the page normally. Snapchat made a decision to stop promoting the President of the United States' Snapchat account in the Discover tab, where Snapchat chooses to highlight posts from celebrities and influencers. In a statement, Snap told The Verge the decision was made because the President's tweets promoted violence. The President's Snapchat posts will remain available in search and to those who follow the account directly. In an email to Ars Technica, Instagram stated that it does not provide a copyright license to display embedded images on websites to users of its embedding API. The company says that while their terms of service allow them to grant sub-licenses, our platform policies require third parties to have the necessary rights from applicable rights holders. Instagram says it's exploring the possibility of giving users more control over photograph embedding. Currently, users can only block embedding by taking an account private. And finally, Facebook is rolling out labels that identify media that is state-controlled or owned. Those outlets will no longer be able to buy advertisements on Facebook in the U.S. starting this summer. Facebook used outside experts to classify state-controlled media based on multiple factors. Outlets can appeal the label if they feel it was applied by mistake. Remember, for more discussion of the tech news of the day, subscribe to Daily Tech News Show at dailytechnewsshow.com. You can find show notes there and links to all these headlines there as well. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. And from all of us here at Daily Tech Headlines, remember, have a super sparkly day. 